Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Cliff. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on any of our social media pages. They are all at The Cliff Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, our full Facebook name is The Cliff with Jared and Dante, but at The Cliff Podcast is still a username that you can find us on there. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, you can also support us by clicking the Support This Podcast button on Anchor and donating as little as 99 cents a month to help us keep this thing going. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. You know how, like, you know how when you, um, you know how, like, when you've been crying for forever, like, and you're just like, this is going to be the best sleep of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a morbid What intro. a morbid joke intro. It's a sad day here on the cliff. Hey, guys. Uh, so welcome to episode eight. Um, we almost didn't do this. Um, so, uh, just to, to fill you guys in and. For most of the people that listen every week, um, you will have already probably seen this on my Instagram or somewhere. Um, but on the liter- like literally just a few hours before we were recording this, um, I had to go and put my dog down. Um, yeah, he passed away peacefully. It was um, it was pretty easy in terms of like him going. Like it wasn't a mess. He didn't, you know. Um, yeah, Cooper was the best dog I could have asked for. He was my best fucking friend. Um our whole family loved him. I know that he loved us too. Um, and he lived with us for eight really great years and almost 10 years in total. Um, and I miss him already. So, uh, Cooper, thank you for everything. Rest in peace, baby. Um, go play with Smokey and Bocce now. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Bocce I said hello. God, this is sad. It man. sucks. It sucks. This is, we were talking about this before we started. Both our dogs in two months. By the, and put down by the same doctor, no yes. less. Uh, yeah, Dr. Fan. You, <laughs> fan? Uh, you will never come you across will. this podcast, but no, seriously. Uh, you, you were great. Yeah, like you couldn't do anything more right. You're just unfortunately the bearer of the worst thing that could yeah. happen. But, um, you know, Dr. Fan, Kevin Fan, right? Is that his name? I only briefly looked at his name tag because I was crying. Um, uh, I, I mean, I think it was Kevin Fan. Um, he's over at Swanee Animal Hospital and he was really really good with like being very gentle with cooper and gentle with us and letting us kind of know everything that was going to happen which you know in the state that we're in emotionally and mentally is maybe not what we want to know and hear anyway but but it's good to understand what's going on i mean with bocce he made it as he tries to make it easy there's no there's no there's no easy in this but no so i'm glad that the hardest thing that we've ever had to do was with somebody who like genuinely cared and wasn't yeah, like there for the paycheck. Definitely. Which is not a lot of vets are there for the paycheck. They're there because they like animals, but, but you can, you but just, you, can, you heard it and you saw it in him, which made it oh, 10 times easier than it needed to be. Right. So, but, uh, all the appreciation towards him, although uh, he will never listen to us. And towards all of the Swanee animal hospital staff. Cause Cooper has been sick for a couple of weeks. Well, really for a couple of months even. And Bocce um, with his snake bite last year. Yeah. Both our dogs were they on were their going way out, but they were fighting. Swanee animal hospital, um, has a lot of great people there. The doctors, um, the, the, the vet techs, the employees, all of them are great. Um, special shout out to Bridget again. Bridget, if uh, you do come across this, let uh, Dr. Fan, or even show him this. Yeah, uh, you can even show him that he's that he's awesome. Just we let were, him know that we really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, but so that's that's what's been going on. We were talking about it, you know, before we started. Like, it's it's it sucks that this is a part of growing up, and it sucks that we can't always have, like, a really funny, crazy podcast where we're talking about, like, glory holes or something like we did two weeks ago yeah. like you know like we you know we talked about not even doing an episode after what has happened today but 
you know, we want to do like an episode or not just an episode. We want this podcast to just be about like our lives and like what's, you know, how, like what it is to be a fucking adult really. And like, this is a part of that. Unfortunately for everyone is like, you start kind of losing people and losing your animals sometimes. And it sucks, but like, that's, that's the reality. That's life. It, yeah. Which unfortunately, but I don't know. It never gets easier. I don't see it ever getting easier. No. And I, I don't know if I could have another pet now you know because I've, I've now had a cat pass away when i was in high school and now i've had a dog pass away when i'm close to graduating college and i had to give away a cat last year that was alive and well and had just had fucking babies yeah. and had to give all of those away uh and yeah like whether they're living or passing away whether you're giving them away or they're like sick and need to you know leave and go be uh be well uh like th- it, there's no easy way there is no easy situation it just it sucks every single time and it makes me not want another pet even when you think you're ready for it yeah which is the worst part so i'm ready and then you see it happen you're like i wasn't ready yeah well and uh, you know is there really any sort of getting ready for it you know because like no no. i mean bocce was supposed to be dead three times before (laughs) he actually was dead bocce was a trooper and the three times that I cried like a bitch. Yeah. And the fourth time, I cried like a bitch. Yep. There's no getting... I mean... I don't know. They were both good. Like, I, we kind of asked for better dogs. Yeah. So, I'm I'm not upset with the dog I got, I guess. Yeah. To put it that way. Like, I'm, I'm glad that the 15 years I had with him was with that dog. Right. But... And, and Cooper was great for our family because he was not super high maintenance in terms of, like you know, what he needed in terms of like, like he wasn't, he didn't need to go and run around for six yeah. hours a day. He was, I mean, he was a lazy boy. <laughs> he was <laughs> he, a big boy. He was a big boy. You know, he did end up losing more weight. And I don't know if it was because he got sick or if it was because he was actually doing like some, we were doing something right. But he at one point was like up to 73 pounds. But like last time we checked, which was two weeks ago before we left for vacation, he was at like 62. Mm-hmm. And it was probably some combination of like being sick, but also like what we were doing to try to help him yeah. get better. So, but it was just good to see him like in a little bit better of like, like weight wise yeah. like he was doing a little better by the end but yeah um yeah fucking losing a pet is hard and uh you know i know that we're not the only people uh that have done it and there are people that are listening i'm sure that have dealt with it and and this is not gonna be the last time we do it yeah i mean i whether it's with pets or if it's with like you know family members or friends or whatever like this shit happens and uh you know it's it's fucking hard and and like, I remember uh, when my grandma on my dad's side passed away when I was, like, uh, I was in fifth grade. And I didn't really know her all that well, so I didn't, like, I didn't cry. Um, I was very sad, and I was especially really sad for my dad because he loved her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe a poor choice of words. But it's fine. He, he loved her a lot, and, and you know, they, um, you know, they were close. And so it was it was tough on him. And, and I remember being really sad, but I remember not crying and and i remember thinking like you know i don't know what i'm gonna do when i lose the like someone that's like when i when i lose my mom you know or like whatever and like that's just it's just crazy it really makes like this sort of thing really makes you think about like life and about mortality it's a lot i mean i lost my grandmother when i was in eighth grade but even in eighth grade i cried but like i didn't understand it enough to where like the funeral like to me, it wasn't a funeral. It was just, like, people getting together. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, view it as what it was. 
and I wish I could go back and like mature myself for that day because I was just to understand just the way. so I could understand it because like I didn't like I knew she died I knew I would never see her again but yeah like, I didn't understand like the extent of like you will never be able to pick up the phone and call her again right like, I didn't understand that yeah so I wish I could go back and punch myself in the face <laughs> be like you uh, idiot you <laughs> Will you just appreciate this moment? Yeah, honestly. Well, and it's I mean a weird comparison, but like when I when when we moved from New Jersey to Georgia, uh, and we were like leaving my house for the last time, mm-hmm. I was like six years old. I had no idea like what that meant. I thought we were going on like a fucking vacation. Like I I knew that we had sold the house. I didn't know what that meant yeah. though. So I was like, we were leaving, and I had no idea that that was like the last time I would like go in my house and like live on that street yeah. and everything. Didn't understand that I like wouldn't see my old friends anymore and like all that other stuff. It's fucking crazy to think about, you know. And then like, yeah. So it's just it's weird how it's 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 always weird when those big life events happen to you when you're younger because then you look back on it at like you know like twenty twenty one years old and you're like, damn, like that is crazy. Like it's crazy to know that I was dealing with that, whether I realized that it was something that I was dealing with, quote unquote, or not. So yeah, I mean. I just, I don't know. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, I wanted a hedgehog for forever. I mm-hmm. like, and I, and I still do, but I also like don't want to get another don't pet. Don't go through it. Cause I, I can't remember how exactly how long it is, but I think their expected lifespan in captivity is like three to five years. That would fucking suck. Have a hedgehog for like three years. He's like the cutest little shit ever. And that's it. Just three years. Yeah. No, I mean. And the fine, I think it's illegal to have them in Georgia. Yeah, they're illegal here. The fine is like 125 grand or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, and part of it was that I was going to have to live in a state where it was legal to own one. Which would take me more than three years to even get the fine for owning the hedgehog. You'd be dead by then. (laughs) Yeah. They're legal in North Carolina. Yeah, no. Yeah, That's why I'm looking into it. That's not why. That's why I was looking into it. (laughs) But... No, I mean, going back to the house thing, I mean, even as 22, at 22, when dad sold his house, and he was like, all right. Just a few weeks ago. Yeah, he was like, clean up your room, and I, like, cleaned my room up, and then, like, I walked out, and I was like, wait, and I, like, looked back, I was like, this is gonna be the last fucking time I'm, like, I'm in this room. I even got choked up when I moved out of my freshman dorm, like. It's weird, because, like, that's your sanctuary. Yeah, for a year. your space, this is your area. She can't do that to you. Like, for that whole year, that was my, that was my spot, and, um. And I remember, like, that last night, because I had my friend Jess uh, help me, like, pack some things up and get things to my car, because she was like, oh, I'm great at organizing. Like, I'll help you out. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, and then, like, we got everything taken down, and all that was left was, like, did I even sleep with, a, with like, sheets on my bed? I don't think I did. I think all I had on my, like, in my room that last night was, like, the stuff that I was going to put in my backpack, like, toiletries, yeah. like, my pillows were there, and, like, my laptop. And that was pretty much it. But I was just like looking at the walls and I was like, holy fuck, this like isn't my room anymore. And it just was like was weird. And I've had such shit roommate experiences yeah. in college that yeah. I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of my rooms. Right. But uh, no, I mean, dad's house hit me like a freight train. Like, yeah. I was like, because like we have so, I had so many memories there. Like, yeah. Nights with like Sid and like games with you. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like. Game of Thrones with my friends. Like, it was like... Having you, people over for New Year's, yeah, like, chilling just with like, in bed in them. Yeah, it's just... You don't... You don't realize, like... 
I don't know. It's weird. It's like yeah, such it's just, a sentimental thing that shouldn't be sentimental at all because right. it's like it's inanimate. But yeah, but it is. Yeah, it's there. Well, because you know when, because you know I fucking hated Collins Hill. Like when mm-hmm. I was going there, and when we moved, like I remember being like really like I almost cried. Like it came, like I stopped. I was like, nope, we're good. But like I got pretty emotional when we were like getting ready to walk out of the house for the last time, because I mean I had been there for know, like ten years almost mm-hmm. by that point, and like. Yeah, even though I like was so ready to get a new start and I love this house and like I love I loved North Gwinnett and like everything turned around and all that stuff, but like still leaving there I was like, Oh damn, like this yeah. is it. Like it's hard. That happened to me leaving North Gwinnett. I love the house. Hated North Hated Gwinnett. North Gwinnett, yeah you did. But I don't know, it's weird. Like I was telling that to my mom. She goes, It's never easy leaving a house. I was no. like I was like, No. I was like, I haven't moved since I was eight. So right. like, I don't remember it. Yeah. Well, even like, cause you know, I've been like slowly moving out of this apartment to get yeah. ready to move into the, to the new one. And, um, like I, I like took, I think I took everything off the walls. Yeah. I think that I took everything off the walls now. And I just like, remember, cause the last time I was there was when I did that. And I looked at like all the walls and I was like, huh? Oh, I liked having all my stuff on the walls. Yeah. This sucks. Like, it's just weird. And, and yeah, I, it really, that, that stuff doesn't really get any easier either. Yeah, and so, the thing I've been worrying about is me and Sydney are getting, like, ready to buy our first home. Right. And, like, when I have to leave that, that's going to fucking... Like, that was yeah, the first like, big that's thing your baby. I bought. Yeah. Like, and, like, I want to buy a house that... I don't want to buy a house that's perfect because I want to, like, be able to, like, go in there and, like, fix stuff up and, like, make it Make mine it yours, Just yeah. so I, like, I can feel more attached to it. But, like, when I move away from it, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> right. So... Um... Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. But we've been morbid for thirteen minutes. I know we were like, oh, let's make a quick little thing dedicated to Cooper and to Bocce and all that. And then now it's been thirteen minutes of us being like, everything is sad. Everything you love will die. Oh, I was so bitter. <laughs> I was so bitter. Okay, when, no, tell I the story. Tell the story. Yeah, I was so bitter when Bocce died. Um, we went to um, Cracker Barrel afterwards. Just because I had to force myself to eat, which is the best thing to do when you're sad. Is was like, it just you and Sydney or did like... It was just me and Sydney. Okay. Everyone else wasn't feeling it, which I completely understood. Totally, yeah. But like when you're sad and you don't feel hungry, you, you have to make eat. yourself eat. Um, but there's this guy who's walking his dog like on the grass and we walked out and I was like just looking at him like in complete disgust. And I was like, don't even... I was like, don't even get attached to that thing. I go, they die. <laughs> I was like, they, and Sydney was like, I was like, no. I was like, he's going to be dead. Like, in 10 years. I was like, don't even. Did he hear you? Oh, yeah, he was looking at me. I was okay. like, I was like, dude. I was like, don't oh, get attached Dante. to this dog. I was like, they die and they break your heart. And he was like, oh. And Sydney was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, was, right. Oh, I was so bitter. I was like. That was the funniest thing about, like when you're grieving especially as it's happening is like the random shit that you'll end up saying like whether it's related or not like we walked into the animal hospital today and reagan bernard was in there working and uh we had like math together my i think junior year she's like really cool um and i've seen her a couple of times recently because she's working in there or whatever and i'm like crying and we're like about to take cooper into the room and she like gives me a hug and she's like i'm so sorry he lived a great life i'm like yeah he did thank you and then i go and i look at her i'm like by the way i think i saw your sister at sonic last night <laughs> like as i'm like still sobbing. oh yeah no it's, yeah just the, like you yeah. try to keep it normal like right. even when we were on the way to cracker barrel and sydney was like what do you want 
to eat and I was like she was like hibachi I was like I don't have the energy to woo over an onion volcano <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, the, they love the onion volcano they're, they're, they're always so proud of it those are like that was the exact I was like I don't have the energy to woo over an onion volcano and two nights ago we were at hibachi and the guy like did the volcano right and like hit the flame so he was like oh I didn't see that I was like you didn't see the same volcano we saw every other time we came here <laughs> you absolutely saw it no but yeah well and that's like my parents were trying to like do that to me today they were like they were you know like my we were sitting in the room with the fucking dog and my dad was like did you hit any traffic today and I was like yeah I don't want to fucking talk about traffic Mark I yeah but like I I kind of did because I knew what he was you doing you needed to yeah I got it he's I, I don't want to throw my dad under the bus on the podcast, but he's doing a really, really good job of holding it together right now uh, for the sake of all of us. And he's very upset, and you can tell, but he's, like, not crying yet. But, like, my mom even said, like, you know, he's, like, once you guys are, you know, away and, like, when he's alone, he's going to really, like, have a hard time. That was, like, he was probably the closest to Cooper out of anybody. Yeah. So that, I, I know it's going to be, like... I heard his voice break when he was, like, when I was telling him, I was, like, yeah, I put my 15-year-old down. And he was, like, he wasn't even 10, but when he, like, said it, his voice broke. And I was, like, I was like don't do it, Mark. Yeah, right. Like, he's he's doing a really good job of holding it in, but I think that he's going to let it out soon, and he needs to. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, that was the... I mean, my dad didn't cry a lot when I was a kid, but whenever you see your dad... I don't know if it's the same as, like... With daughters, like if they see their mom cry, probably or like or just I guess I dads always have like this tough. I think thing. there's something inherently about your dad crying that's because like, like men have to be tough. It's like that whole gender stereotype. Yeah. But like, but like when I saw my dad cry, I was like, Jesus! I was like, Don't do this to me. Well, you know, like when Smokey got put down, like after a little time had passed, and I was like a little more ready to talk about it. Uh, I was how old at the time? Like 15 at the time, um, and. I remember asking my mom, because I wasn't there. I was, like, at a concert that night when they went and put him down, because they didn't want me to have to yeah. see it. Um, and so I asked her. I was, like... Because I knew that she had cried, and I knew that I cried. And, I like, I didn't know if Tyler was old enough to understand mm -hmm. to cry, so I didn't want to ask. Um, but I was, like, did Dad cry? You know, because I, like, didn't... I, you know, I don't know what to expect out of that. And she was, like, yeah, he cried a lot. And it was very surprising to hear, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I'll see it with this. He... Yeah, there were some moments where he like cried a little, like we're, but like he was definitely trying to, to kind of hold it together for yeah, us. Because if he broke, everybody breaks. Right, we were already broken anyway, yeah. so I, it was you know. I mean, my dad's always played off the whole like, oh, I don't want to have animals. I hate this. Like every time, like the animal like <laughs> would so eat his food, he was like, I fucking hate this. But he, my dad loves animals. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mickey, the dog we had before Baji, he was always like, the stupid cat is always shedding and blah, blah, blah. But we have pictures all the time of like Mickey laying on his chest. Yeah. And I love when Smokey laid on my chest. Yeah. And when we put him down and stuff, I, me and Joe were like in the back of the car waiting in the parking lot. And my dad was in front, like holding his face. And I was like, I was like, I knew it. Yeah. I was like, I knew you liked him. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it all along. But no, it was. That's kind of how I felt about like we, my mom with Cooper. 18 and a half 18 and a half minutes. minutes. All right. Let's get 20 solid minutes of 20 minutes misery. of grief and then Let's we'll go. move on. All right. Uh, but no, that's kind of how I felt about my mom with Cooper. Not necessarily that she didn't like him, but she just, I don't know. She never was like overly affectionate. She's super, she treats him great. And she was always yeah. able to fed him. It was like, come on, baby. But like, she didn't like sit there and pet him and love on him like yeah. all the time. Like she would if he walked over no, to her, but I she mean, wasn't. I saw it. Yeah. 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 No. But like, it was never like excessive. Like my dad was all over Cooper all the yeah. time. And so was Tyler. And so was I, but my mom was very like, just like, I guess not as physically attached, but yeah. the emotional attachment was very much there. And she cried a lot today. Um, 
Yeah, we're all fucking going through it. My whole family is going it's through just, it right now. Like we said before, that the energy in the house is so much different when you don't have a Immediately, pet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even when you guys were at the vet and you gave me like the garage code and stuff, I walked in and I opened the door and I was like, it's such, I'm like, it's so eerie in here. Yeah. I was like, I'm alone, but like, well, cause there's I was like, like, it's so heavy. There And there's like that, there's like those random sounds that like your pets make that fill a room, you know, or like, yeah. cause like even like we went to leave the vet, uh, the vet and like my dad like had Cooper's uh, collar like in yeah. his hand to walk out with and it like rattled like it does when Cooper like moves yeah. around and I like lost it again. Cause I was like, fuck, like I'm not going to just hear that anymore. So yeah. it's been rough. It's, it's yeah. going to be rough and. Yeah, we got other shit going on that I'm not going to get into. It's just a rough time no, right it, now. It sucks. So. I mean, you um, know the song Louis uh, by Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World? Yeah. My mom plays it every time we put an animal down. Mm. So it, if you play that song, I will ball my... Because I remember the car was dead silent driving Bachi to the vet. And my mom just opens up her phone and like presses play. And like it's just like tears. Yeah. I was like, I can't even listen to that song now. Yeah. But yeah. All right, we got our 20 minutes in. Thank cool. you for listening. <laughs> um, the last thing just is I just want to say hug your pets extra tight for us today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever you Give them extra to pets, loves, biscuits, treats, whatever you call them at home. Just yeah. spoil them. Every time that I – because it happened with Smokey. It happened with Margo when we gave her away, and it happened now. It's going to happen now with Cooper. I always feel like – I always start regretting things like, oh, I took you for granted. I, I should have done more yeah. for you, Like which – it's not to say that we didn't do great. It's just I, there's always that feeling, you yeah. know. So like I shouldn't have complained about giving you a walk that one. Exactly. Night. Like, I should have. So yeah. you know, and th- and you you still will complain about giving your dogs a walk or having to do this or that for, or whatever, and that happens. But just you know, love on them a little extra for yeah. us today. Please do. Um. But yeah. So let's let's fucking let's go to different stuff now. Okay. Um. <laughs> um I just got back from California. You just got back from California. How I was did. That? It was the best trip ever. Um, Stop bragging about it. <laughs> I have to brag. I I felt like I was flexing a little bit on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? But like, I'm, listen. I'm chilling in Dahlonega, Georgia. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like, I'm at the Golden State Bridge. I'm like, Golden fuck? Gate Bridge. Whatever. Bitch. Golden State, Golden Gate. Go. Oh, you know me. I have no desire to go to California ever in my life. Which is crazy because it's beautiful. Continue. And you know, you like nature and like outdoorsy stuff way more than I do. So you would actually like more of California than I think you realize. Um, guess what? There's outdoors in every state. <laughs> so, so, um, so, uh, we, we flew to San Francisco yeah. and we were there Saturday and Sunday. I watched an attempted shoplifting happen. This oh, really? Was, this was crazy. Yeah. So we were in line to ride the cable car, um, okay. to go down to like the Fisherman's Wharf and everything. The trolley? No, 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 no. Like the cable car where you like hang on the outside of it. Like what? Yeah. Is that like a California only thing? It's like famous in San Francisco. They have it in other places, but like when they call them trolleys, maybe they call it a trolley. It, is the is that big thing that looks like a bus, but it's like red? Some of them are red, yeah. But yeah. like you like you can like either yeah. sit inside or stand on the yeah, like trolley. They they call it a cable car as anyway, well. I regardless, call it, I call it a trolley. The cable trolley. Um, anyway, you were you saw an attempt to shoplift. Yeah, them. we were in line to get on the cable car slash trolley uh, slash bus with openings and. Um, and this fuck, like we're just standing there, and the line's long because it's like a it's like a thing, like it's a yeah. like a tourist thing. Um, and so we're in line, the line's like not moving at all. And there's, I'll get to this, but homeless people are aggressive in California. Oh yeah, They're, like more aggressive than here. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so we're like we're dealing with that, and we're like just hanging out, and then all of a sudden from across the street, I hear like a commotion, and some dude yelling like "Get back here" or some shit like that. And then, like, so everyone obviously has their attention drawn to it. And you look over, and there's this, like, 
middle-aged white dude uh, running out of the old navy that's across the street uh, with like you know they give you an old navy like these mesh bags that you can shop with like you walk around with it's like with that stuff um, so he's got like a full bag of stuff and he's sprinting out of there and then right behind him you see this like big black dude security guy chasing after him but he's just like tall and big so he's not really fast but because he's so big his steps are like keeping yeah. pace with this like kind of older white dude and so they're like right on each other it's like a close race everyone's like oh shit <laughs> and then i guess the, the the dude that was trying to shoplift like felt like how close the guy was because he throws the bag down and keeps running yeah and just never stops uh and so the security guy stops and like picks up his shit that like flew out of his pocket and like picks up the bag of like stolen items and uh and like everything goes back to normal from there but like i just i've never seen like an like a, an attempted shoplifting where like they're running and it's intense like yeah. that like i've seen like white ladies at target like putting things in their purse but like i haven't seen like that where it's crazy been, yeah i haven't seen something that intense but i did see um something like that happen at walmart like our uh our asset protection guy mm-hmm. who's yeah we had a yeah. target yeah um who like just dresses the, the cameras yeah. and dresses normally yeah he dresses yeah. in everyday clothes he ran past electronics and he looked at me and he was like and he like signaled like tall dude he was like tall dude blonde hair and i was like i don't know i saw one and he like bolts it <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like watching him like weave between the clothes benny and like, hill is playing yeah, like and he's like i was like oh shit <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> this is an event yeah yeah no it was it was really intense because like even like when i worked at target like i never saw people like aggressively trying yeah. to shoplift i probably saw people that had shoplifted but i never caught anybody like that or were anything. you allowed to do anything about it the only thing that we were allowed to do was i was just talking to my friend melena about this because she works at uh paxon the only thing that you were allowed to do is um like call the asset protection person over the walkie and be like hey go to a different channel so we can talk privately or whatever and then you're like hey this person looks like they're shoplifting they're in this row they're wearing this or whatever and then he pretty much handles the rest of it we're not allowed to like we were tackle them or any of that shit like we can't we can conf- we can go and talk to them as if we're like trying to help them out but like we can't be like i just saw you steal that we can be like we can, like if some lady was trying to like let's say steal a pair of pants and she tried to like put it in her purse and like she like folds it up and puts it in her purse and you can tell that she's trying to be sneaky about it you could be like like if she goes to like the dressing room you could be like oh okay and were you gonna try on those pants that you are like that you put in your purse earlier like you can be like a little passive aggressive yeah. but you can't actively be like you're gonna steal because you can because you're you're basically at that point saying like i know you have those in there i don't know if you're gonna steal them or not i'm not accusing you i'm saying i know they're in your purse and you might go up to the front and pay for them you might just not want to put them in the yeah. cart that's fine but i know they're in there yeah we couldn't do anything at walmart yeah, that's what Milena was we, saying about Paxson. You can't do shit. We can't do like. I just saw a video. Um, did you see this video uh, on Twitter of like this? These two dudes, like I can't remember what department store it was in, but they're literally just like looking the cashier in the face and just filling bags on bags of like stolen clothes because they they knew that the employees weren't allowed to do anything. So they're literally just filling the bags and then they walk away. That's it. Yeah. No. It's, we, that's crazy to we, me. We had some guy get a cart, get an empty shopping cart, fill it with two hundred pairs of jeans. And walk straight out the door. It's, it's crazy to not me. Not one person was like, "Yeah, you <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah." But anyway, yeah. Let's, okay, let's get. I mean, you were there for a week. Let's, I was there for a week. Hear yeah. a week worth of shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, we we really feel like we fulfilled everything that we wanted to do, which is great because that's very rare on a vacation. Absolutely. So um, I, I have like two things that I wish I had gotten to do. 
Maybe three. But, like, they were things that weren't on, like, the checklist, mm-hmm. bucket list, per se. There were things that, like, popped up that I was like, oh, that would be cool. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we went to San Francisco. We did the cable car uh, slash trolley slash whatever. Um, went to Fisherman's Wharf both days, um, which is, like, you know, basically, like, it's by the ocean and it's, like, all of their stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, got this really good sourdough bread that's, like, yeah, that I guess, like, was made famous in San Francisco. Oh, I like sourdough. Fucking love sourdough. Um... Yeah, we, we did a lot. Uh, we went to the Golden Gate Bridge. We did a tour of Alcatraz. Um, which, which I knew that was your number one on your In list. San Francisco, for sure. Um, yeah, we, we toured Alcatraz. It was like, uh, there was like a guided tour where they give you like a little headset um, and a little thing, like a little walk. Oh, you basically. did an audio tour? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, gave us the option to do that at the Biltmore where I'm going mm-hmm. in a couple of days. I definitely I'll, recommend it. And I was like... Uh, so we just bought the, uh, well, it was like 120 Oh, it's extra. Bucks. Okay. It, yeah. it wasn't extra for yeah. Alcatraz, so that's why we They'd did it. They probably make enough money every day that they don't need to Absolutely. charge you. But no, Sydney and I were like, we'll just walk around the Biltmore, but that's for later. But, yeah. Um, no, and well, and we did the audio tour because, it, again, it's free and it was yeah. provided, but like, I, I wouldn't have really gotten to a point where I cared what, what, I, what I was looking at if I hadn't like had that yeah. um, to guide me around. It was very, very interesting. Um, and... You know, they talk a little bit in the audio tour about, like, how close you are to the city of San Francisco from the prison. So I I was kind of looking from, like, like there were, like, little windows out from the cells. just And I was, like, looking at the view, and I was, like, damn. Because like, San Francisco looks beautiful yeah. from Alcatraz. <laughs> and you're, like, oh, fuck. Like, these people had to look at this every day yikes yeah um but from everything because they had like they had actual alcatraz prisoners that were eventually released um on the audio tapes yeah um and all of them were like yeah this was like the nicest place you could have gone if you were a prisoner like they took care of you like yeah that was surprising right picture alcatraz as being like the like really horrible like eat these cockroaches on bread like (laughs) no like they and like they even like we went into the cafeteria it was the end of the tour and like they still have up the the menu for the day for yeah. the last day before the prison shut down like fifty years ago, and like it, it wasn't like a full three course meal Obviously, by any yeah. fucking means, but it was like bread, milk, cereal, like sh- you know, like it wasn't nothing. It wasn't oh. slop. Like they were apparently really like kind of taken decent care of. They got to like go and play like sports outside That's and shit. So surprising. Yeah, like I always pictured Alcatraz. I pictured like, this the full shit lockdown. That you don't want to be at full lockdown, but oh. no. Like, if you, like, yeah, if you had good behavior, they would, like, let you go out and play outside. Huh. Like, it was crazy. Swim lessons, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's another thing is that uh, I was like, well, you know, they were talking about how it's only, like, a mile away from the city of San Francisco. Yeah. But people died trying to escape because the water is freezing cold. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had heard that before already, before I had gone there. Um, what I didn't realize is that San Francisco was fucking cold. Yeah. I mean, like, it was the middle of June. Like, we just were there, like, last week. And it was, like, 55, 60 degrees. Oh, that's beautiful. Which, I mean, but it was because but because of, like, the, the uh, being by the ocean, it was a little chilly. Just because yeah, of the yeah. wind and everything. So, like, you know, we, like, bought jackets. But, like, we none of us packed for, like, chilly weather. No, you packed for California. We packed for summer in California, yeah. which even L.A. wasn't that warm. It was, like, 75. It was really nice. But it yeah. wasn't, like, hot. Like, yeah. we were expecting. And it's also, like... You know, Georgia's got, like, a humid heat. So, like, it's a dry heat over yeah. there, so you don't feel it as much where you're, like... Oh. Yeah. It's not gross like it is here. Fucking Georgia weather. Um, but, yeah, and we did the Golden Gate Bridge, and I think that ended up being, like, my favorite part of San Francisco. The Golden Gate? Yeah, because the views were just beautiful. Um, let me think. Uh, the only thing that I wanted to do while we were over in the Bay Area that we didn't get to do 
was uh, I really wanted to go to Mount Diablo because it's doors before right, but it's like two hours away. It's mm-hmm. a, it's on the other side of the of the uh, of the bay, like over in Oakland. Um, but we did fly over it on our way there, and that was pretty cool. Um, oh, and like while we were on, uh, I, I you probably saw the video, but while we were on our way to Alcatraz Island, I took a video from the boat that we were on yeah. playing uh, Four Years by the Story so far because I have a line that goes like sailing vessels leaving the bay. Mm-hmm. So I played that part, and as I like pan the city view so that was kind of like a nice thing that i got to do to honor the boys um and then we drove the pacific coast highway highway one and we drove it from san francisco down to um monterey and then monterey to santa barbara we spent a night in each of those places um wow the pacific coast highway is fucking beautiful yeah like i mean i obviously by its name it's right on the pacific ocean um and there are a lot of like little parts where you can like pull off on the side of the road and like take pictures and like whatever just beautiful fucking views i know you probably saw some of the pictures that i was posting throughout the week uh just beautiful really really beautiful and then like as we were getting closer to la or no no no, not to la as we were getting closer to santa barbara on that second day on the pacific coast um there were like parts of the road where on one side it was the pacific ocean and on the other side it was like hills and mountains so like, and you would look out and to our right, there was, there was one moment where we like looked to our right to the ocean and there were like elephant seals. Uh, and then we looked to our left and there were zebras. What? Yeah. Like in their natural habitats. That's it was weird. insane. Like it was, yeah, that, so that was really cool. That drive was really beautiful. Um, Monterey, we like watched the sunset on the Monterey Bay, uh, Tuesday in Santa Barbara. We kind of just chilled. We like went and got dinner and then yeah. kind of just laid in the hotel because we were exhausted. That was like a Took much... a day off. Yeah, because that was a much longer drive. We drove for like three or four hours to get to Monterey, so we had a little more time. But I think we ended up spending like six or seven hours to get to Santa Barbara. Uh, it's a long drive. Because um, I... And I was looking at it just to like kind of have a reference for how far we were going. From San Francisco to Los Angeles, it's... um, San Francisco is like even with Virginia... And then Los Angeles is, like, almost exactly even with, like, Gwinnett County. Yeah. So you're going from, like, Virginia all the way to Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. And we were taking the long way. <laughs> awesome. So it was, it took forever. But it was beautiful. Uh, and then we took just, like, the regular highway to get to Los Angeles. And then we, um, fuck, we did so much in Los Angeles. And we were worried about, like, being too tired and, like, mm-hmm. but no, like, we got up off our asses and did shit all day, every day that we were there. Um, we did Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. That was really cool. That. They look so fucking real. Like, yeah. have you been to the one in New York? No, I haven't. No, no, Cassie has, but I, I haven't oh, been. One New York is awesome. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, but like, I, I mean, like, I've seen pictures, but like, the pictures don't do justice to like no. how fucking real they look. They, they get the freckle, like they get things. I mean, like, I was looking at um, I was looking at the one of Conan O'Brien that's in there, and I swear to God, it looked at me. Like I like I like from a different angle from the way its eyes were set up. I yeah. thought because it looked so real, I thought I saw him move and look at me, and I started freaking the fuck out because Jimmy Fallon does that. Like he'll pull pranks on his on his talk show where like he goes into Madame Tussauds and like yeah. replaces his wax figure, and then like scares his fans. So I was like, Conan's about to fuck with me right now, but like it, it wasn't. It just looked that fucking real. Um, that picture of me with the Kylie Jenner wax statue, like that, she looked really real too. And I was like, this is going to be a fun picture to post. Yeah. The one in uh, New York is really cool. Yeah. 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 I really want to go to that one too. Um, I had a lot of fun in there. Yeah. There were some cool, like, you know, they had like props for you and stuff. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, 
what else did we do? We took like a before we did that, we did like a little tour of the city where they take you to like a bunch of celebrities' houses. So they like so this guy is like just driving us around being like, okay, everyone, if you look to your left, this is Taylor Swift's house. And like we drove past like George Lucas's house. They took us to like the famous like Fresh Prince of Bel Air house. Um yeah, I mean, it was basically like a big flex where they were like, he, he would be like, this is where J-Lo lives and her house cost $50 million. She bought it from her friend who bought it for $40 million. Her friend's name is Gwen Stefani. Like, ah. yeah, you know how you're ah. just friends with those people and you ah. buy each other's You don't houses. have this shit where you are. <laughs> where are you from? <laughs> Gwinnett? <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> bitch? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> spit on it. Like, they really just like make fun of you. Um... Cost of living there is insane. Like, we, yeah, we no would like, shit. yeah. I mean, we would like anytime that my mom does this anywhere that we go, but like, we would drive past like a place that said like available for rent or like whatever. Should we go and look how much place costs for a one bedroom apartment? One bedroom, yeah, one bedroom, 600 square feet. Yeah. How, how much a month would you pay for that here, do you think? Here, 600 square feet for a one bedroom. Probably around like eight or nine hundred dollars. 750. 750, yeah. Two thousand dollars. Yeah, Angeles. that's why you will never live there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, um, it was insane. You don't save your money enough, <laughs> right? I don't. Fuck. No one say I. Like, you have to just get so lucky. You need to. You need to like live somewhere else and like stock up. You have money. to live off of dirt for three yeah. years. And no, then... you're like, all right. Today for breakfast is the countertop. <laughs> Let's go. We'll lick the countertop and hope there are some crumbs on there or something. I, yeah, yeah. Like maybe the last people left something in the crease. <laughs> You've lived here for two no, years. Like, like no, I no, dude, like I don't get how people do that. Yeah, because me and you, we couldn't even. We would sleep in the same bed and we still couldn't make it. Well, and I hung out with my friend uh, who used to live up in Asheville, ironically enough. Um, and she lives out in Los Angeles now, and she is literally sharing a bed with one of her coworkers just to be able to afford to live there. That's not worth it. Yeah. With, you, with you, it is. Me and you can cuddle. We can cuddle. But like, no, like, it's crazy. imagine sleeping on someone from Sonic just to make just to make do just to make ends meet. No, yeah. I'm all right, thank you. But um, what else did we accomplish while we were out there? That was the first day, and then we. I want to know about you were in the live studio audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um... I've oh, never, the live... I've never seen the show. The live studio audience. Okay, I was gonna... Okay, so, um... So, yeah, my dad and I wanted to go and be on uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, which is, like, his political talk show. My dad watches it every week. It's on Friday nights. They do it live at, like, 10 p.m. on HBO. And, yeah, and he's very much, like... I think he's pretty... I guess he's liberal-ish. He's not, like, far left, but he's, like, you know, he, like, holds both parties accountable when they're being fucking stupid. He hates the fuck out of Trump. Um, I'm with it. And my dad hates Trump, so he loves watching Bill Maher make fun of Trump. Um, and it was his 500th episode, and my mom, like, once she knew the dates that we were going to be there, she was like, oh, let's, let me see if I can get them in the studio audience. I think that would be really cool. It just so happened that it fell on the 500th episode. Um, so we were on, like, the waiting list for, like, two months, and... Um, we never heard anything back, official, like making it official that we were gonna be in the audience. Like they were never like, "Yeah, you're officially good to go. You need to do this and this," uh, and that's what has to happen. You're supposed to get an email. So um, we go over there. Uh, we drop my mom and brother off at like a mall nearby, and then we walk around the corner. It was like half a mile away, uh, and we go over there and we find the guy that's like wearing like a Bill Marshall. He's like one of the producers, and we're like, "Hey." 
Um, we got put on the list, the waiting list a few months ago. We were curious, like we never got an email. Like, is there any spots open? And they were like, yeah, we had a cancellation. You guys are good. So they gave us like a ticket. We go in and, um, they are really like, they're really serious about it. I mean, obviously like for obvious reasons, but like, did they do anything special for the 500th or they like rolled out a big cake with like 500 on it? Gotcha. Um, yeah, we, um, cause you, you, you check in starting at like five or five fifteen. And then you go through security and you have to give them your phone. Yeah, uh, you can't record it. Yeah, you have to either leave your all of your electronics in the car or if you don't do that, um, they walk you through like one of those like little metal, uh, little metal detectors or whatever. You have to take it all out and they like hold it and like it's like a coat check-in type situation if you keep it with you on your person. So that's what we had to do because we walked too far away from the car. Um, and yeah and and then you sit there and you wait for a little while and they one of the showrunners comes out and like kind of gets you hyped up and they show you like this video like a highlight package of the show Mm -hmm. and then um you do that and then you wait a little while longer they file you in they warn you to not fucking talk or they will kick your ass out um yeah like not talk in terms of like don't like disrupt the show right oh all right. yeah yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no no yeah they're not no, no no just like if you're like he was like the way that he put it was like you know somebody on the show tonight might say something you disagree with and if you have the urge to go you motherfuck stop don't do it because you will be spending a night in a holding cell with ann coulter and kelly ann conway and everybody laughed and then of course my dad being a clown he goes i mean ann coulter's kind of hot mark yeah, yeah. Mark, in, front just, of, in front of God and everyone, <laughs> he just he just told you. Know, he did, I mean, <laughs> did the people laugh at least? Like there were some like laughs, there were some groans, and then the showrunner guy was like, "What was that? Ann Coulter is hot. Who the fuck is this guy?" And I was like, "Oh, Dad, shut the fuck up!" Like you, you know exactly who I am. Yeah, and then Mark. my and then my dad was like, like I was like talking to him afterwards, and I was like, "Nice going, dumbass," and he was like. And he was like, what? You can be a dumb idiot and still be hot. That's what she is. She's stupid, but she's hot. I was like, Dad, shut the fuck yeah, up. Dad. Shut up. Come on, Mark. Yeah. We, we got to shh. shh. Um, in front of a very liberal audience. Um, and the, no, but they, then they file you in. And we sat in like the back right. We watched the episode afterwards because it airs late in Los Angeles. Uh, and you could hear me laughing at certain points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and we, we sat there and, and you know, they... Um, it's actually a lot like how they kind of present things to be on TV shows about TV shows where like there is a sign that says applause when they want you to applaud for things. There were also moments where it naturally happened where if somebody made like a really good point, then people like kind of naturally mm-hmm. decided to do that. Um, no, it was a really cool experience though. It was interesting to like see how it all gets together. We were, the only thing was that we were right behind like their, like their prompter, like their teleprompter. Uh and so we had to, like, be really careful to not look at the screen to, like, spoil the jokes for us. Because mm-hmm. they have, like, little, like, you know, key points right now. So, like, I was like, all right, I have to, like, make sure that I'm not looking at that. Because they're going to, like, they're going to, like, spoil the jokes for me if I'm paying attention to it. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and it's fucking free, which is awesome. Really? Yeah, you don't pay. It's free. Huh. My mom was in the live studio audience for Regis and Kelly when Regis was on the show. Uh-huh. And because she used to be a huge Tony Danza fan. Okay. Who was the boss. Right. Uh, keyword used to be. Used to be. He's a fucking tool. Yes. Um, yeah. She brought pictures of him because mom, mom was a huge... And she was like, Tony, can you sign these? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, like, during commercial breaks, like, Regis and Kelly would, like, walk through the aisles and, like, say hi to everybody, talk to him. Yeah. And Kelly went to my mom 
like got to my mom's room. My mom's like, hey, I have pictures like of Tony Danza. Can like he signed them? You know, I'm a huge fan. And she goes, oh, she goes, Tony, this lady uh, brought you some pictures. Could you sign them? And he goes, he goes, oh, my hand hurts. And she goes, and she goes, okay, um, well, we'll we'll do it later. You know, whatever. And happened like two or three more times where he was like, you know, he goes, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to sign them. And mom, and then eventually mom, you know, my mom, she stood yeah. up, she's like, don't even fucking worry about it. She goes, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Loud and clear, yeah. Tony. Mr. Danza. Yeah, like, so. Oh, uh, yeah. I knew, I was going to say, she won't take that shit for very no, long. No, but. Um, well, no, I'm glad you had a fantastic trip. Yeah, the Warner Brothers tour was really cool, too. Yeah. That was, fun. like, we got to go on the fucking soundstage for Friends. Um, really? Yeah. Well, and so the, the soundstage that they brought us into that's still active was a Conan O'Brien show, which, mm-hmm. ironically. Um but yeah, we, we they put us on like the set, like the Central Park coffee shop set of yeah. friends. And um, you get to like kind of like just look at it and see it and take a picture on the couch and everything. But they have this screen that comes up and it's like next live show in like however many minutes. And it's like every 15 minutes or something. And we were like live show. Like they didn't tell us there was going to be a live show at the end of this tour. And then they start getting ready for it. And they're like, all right, guys, we're going to have this live show happening in, the, in two minutes. So I need... A Joey, does anybody know Joey's catchphrase from the show Friends? And I went, how you doing? And he went, good enough. He was like, good enough for me. That's all I need. You're my Joey. And I was like, oh. And uh, and so I go over there and then they needed like a, uh, a Ross and a Rachel. And so they pick like uh, some kid for Ross and some woman for Rachel. And we all sit down and then they like uh, pick some other people out to be like extras walking around the coffee shop or whatever. And they had us like do a reenactment of um, one of the scenes from the show so they have like they play like the bit of Phoebe talking and the bit of Monica talking and then like you doing your lines in yeah. between, and it was uh, season nine episode five, the one with Phoebe's birthday, where they're in the coffee shop trying to plan going to Phoebe's birthday dinner because uh, they haven't been to all been yeah, in one place and, uh, in so long. But everyone's late, and then yeah. Joey eats people's food. Yeah. yeah, it's that one, and so it's uh, and so it's the part where she's like sitting down asking them. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to do my dinner on Thursday. And Joey, which was me, uh, goes, Thursday, but that's Halloween. And she goes, yeah, so what? He goes, it's just spooky. That's all. And I was like, oh, <laughs> can you tell I'm still memorized? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it was really fun. Uh, and they like do, they like record it and they show it back to you afterwards. So like my brother got like a video of it on like my mom's phone. Because I think my mom and dad were both, like, extras in it. I think they both went into the background. So that was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, I showed you the Harry Potter stuff. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really very cool. What I didn't know was that um, Warner Brothers will just, like, kind of rent out their space, their, like, stages and their Mm -hmm. areas and everything to, like, anybody who wants them. Um, So, like, Marvel movies have, like, had scenes shot on, like, Warner Brothers Studios property. Which, and they were talking about it in the tour, and they were like, yeah, you know, everybody thinks that we're, like, rivals. We don't see it that way. And I was like, damn. All right, Warner Brothers. I mean, they're so big, it doesn't even fucking matter. Right, like, they're collecting coin. But no, the trip was really amazing. The attempt to get home was not. Yeah. Um, Do you want want to go into that? Yeah. No, no, I do. I want to complain about it so much. Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, don't ever fucking fly United. I repeat, don't ever fly United. Fly Delta. Fly Delta. Or Southwest, or American, or Don't anywhere f- else. Who is the person that punches you? Huh? The the isn't United the one where they had like that guy got beat up, dragged off oh, the plane? Oh, was it? 
I think you might be right. Don't fly United. Never fly United. Um, <laughs> Title of the episode. <laughs> Don't fly United. Don't fly United. Um, yeah, so we were supposed to fly home on Saturday. Uh, we Our flight was supposed to leave at about 1 p.m. California time. We were going to land in Denver at about 4 o'clock Denver time. Uh, and then, Which is like, what, an hour ahead? An hour ahead of LA, yeah. So it's like a two-hour flight. You land it. We were going to land at like 4 o'clock Denver time. We had a flight from Denver to here at like 5.30. And then we were supposed to land here at 11 o'clock Atlanta time. It's like another three and a half hours on the plane. So we're like, cool, let's go. Uh, we get there, plenty of time, like no worries. Uh, my brother lost his hat at some point in the morning. Whether he left it in the hotel or on the rental car, we don't know. But it was like his brand new Adidas hat. Awesome. Very, very upsetting. Yeah. Um, Way to go, Ty. He was very upset about it. I, I feel bet. bad. I, I, bet. I called the rent-a-car place and the hotel to see if they knew where it was, and neither of them seemed to have a fucking Damn. clue. So I have no idea where it could be, but I feel bad. because I. What was it? Like, I know it was an Adidas hat, but do you remember what it looked like? Yeah, it was a black Adidas hat with, like, the word Adidas in white and, like, the logo. Oh, we it can was, pitch in and buy a new one. I was going... I was actually planning to. Let's buy a new it's one. It's a very basic hat, but, like, he liked it a lot, and he we just bought it from, like, right before yeah. the trip, and he was wearing it, like, every day. So I felt really bad. Let's buy him a new one. Yeah, we'll do it. Because you know what it's like to like yeah. really like a clothing item and have it disappear on you. Yeah. Uh, to do that, donate 99 cents. <laughs> you can subscribe to the podcast to help my brother get a new hat. Um, yeah, he. Uh, so he did that. So my mom was like kind of annoyed about it because, you know, whatever. Um, but we get there and we're going through TSA. And before we even get to the airport, our flight gets delayed to 1.30. We're like, mm-hmm. all right, no big deal. 30 minutes is 30 minutes. We have like an hour and a half layover. So that just cuts our layover down. No big deal. Yeah. Um, we go and we're getting through TSA and I put my backpack on the like roller thing to go through the uh, the checkpoint or whatever. And the TSA guy goes, nope, take it off and put it in a, put it in a cart. We're not doing that. And I was like, okay. And he was like, go ahead and take your laptop and your iPad out of there right now. And I was like, I don't have a fucking laptop or an iPad with me. He was like, you don't? I was like, no, I don't even own a fucking iPad, dude. And he was like, oh, well, just, you know, take anything out of there that's this and that. And I was like, I don't have any of that fucking shit yeah. with me. He was just being a dick. TSA. Which I've actually never had that problem with TSA before. No. So, like, so like to see that, I was like, okay. I've never flown, so I've never interacted yeah. with them. No, I mean, like, that's, like, the rap that they get. But, like, I've actually never had a problem going through TSA. But, like, yeah, he was a douche. And I was like, whatever. So we go through. And uh, Tyler went through before me and before my parents. And when I get through the checkpoint or whatever and I'm getting my stuff back together, he's over there talking to, like, another TSA security guy. And he's, like, and the guy is, like, holding his backpack and Tyler's, like, trying to, like, point at things. Be like, oh, it might be in there or something. And he goes and, like, oh, I think it might be in that pocket. And he, like, points. He doesn't, like, go to grab anything. He just points at the pouch or whatever. And the, the TSA guy goes, all right, well, don't go grabbing at things now. And I went, hey, man, he's not grabbing at anything. Relax. Was and it the same dude who told Different you? dude. Okay. Totally different dude. Uh, Tyler had packed his like novelty pocket knife that he bought in San Francisco with his name on it. And like San Francisco, something yeah. was on the other side of it. He had put it in his backpack. Um, you can't do that. Can you have it on your person? No. The options are, um, you get it, you put it in your checked baggage that they put in the belly of the plane, um, or they take it away. And we had already checked our luggage. So we were either going to have to go and pay to check another bag, one of our other bags that we had. Which is like 60 bucks, right? It's like 30. It's, it's like it's something like outrageous. Um, it was either that or he got it taken away. And we were like, no, we're not going to check another bag. Like, fuck that. Um, and so he got it confiscated. And so my mom was more mad. My brother was upset. I felt bad again because I was like, man, you just bought this. It was like your gift from San Francisco. And now it's gone. This sucks. You're having a rough day. <laughs> Uh, so then my mom was stressed, my dad was stressed, I was just feeling bad because of all of them being upset, plus our flight was delayed. Um, 
1245 rolls around and they tell us that the plane is clear and that they're going to just like clean it and then we're going to get on it in like the next 20 minutes. Then 45 minutes passes and it's 1.30 when the flight is supposed to be taking off and they haven't said shit. And we're like, what's happening? And then uh, another 15 minutes passes, they still haven't said anything and they don't say anything over the intercom. They send a text alert that says, uh, your flight has been delayed till 4 p.m. We're like, great. So now we're not landing in Denver until 7.30. Our flight's supposed to leave at 5.30. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so we're like, what the fuck do we do? Um, and it was like storming in Denver and it was storming in Atlanta. So we were hoping maybe like that would be the reason. And then like the flights from Denver to Atlanta would get delayed too. Yeah. And it would all work out. Uh, then we get another update a little while after that that says that our flight's been delayed to 6 p.m. So now we're not landing in Denver till 9 p.m. And we're Therefore like, you miss your flight. Right. No doubt about it now. It's like, okay. So my mom and my brother go to like the customer service line and they figure out a game plan. Um, and they're like, cool. So we're going to get on a plane at 6 p.m. And we're going to fly to Denver. We're going to land in Denver at 9. We have a flight to Chicago at 10. We land in Chicago at 1.30. We have a four and a half hour layover, and then at 6 a.m. we'll fly from Chicago to Atlanta and okay. land here at 9 a.m. That works so far. And, and you know, I'm just exhausted and annoyed already, so I'm like, no. Fuck no. Fuck no. Ah! I'm, like, pissed. Uh, <laughs> and then it, like, somehow got worse but a little better in a way, too, because uh, then the flight gets delayed to 8.30. And so we now can't even get on the flight to Chicago. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. What are we going to fucking do? Um... And the reason that they're giving us is because there's a part of the navigation system of the plane that is first not working, then is broken, then they don't have the part, so they have to get it shipped in from somewhere else, like flown in from another plane. Huh. Yeah. So like, and then they decided to just take that plane out of service and then another plane has to come from Houston to LA to fly to Denver. So then it gets delayed to 10.30 PM. We're like, fuck no. Nope. Nope. Not a chance. Um, and so we ended up just getting a hotel and staying in LA for another night. Um, every bus driver from LAX is a dumbass. Every single one of them. Every last one. Because um, we didn't have a car anymore. We turned in the rental car. Yeah. So we like had to call a shuttle that goes to the hotel. And they were like, yeah, it's a white bus that says like Hampton Inn and like a couple other hotels on it. Really cool. And that bus shows up, but it says Hawthorne. We don't know the fucking area. So my dad's like, yeah, we're supposed to go to the one that's close to the airport. Like you guys like do that. And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We're Hawthorne. We're not LAX. We're Hawthorne. And my dad's like, oh, okay. So then another uh, bus comes that also says Hampton Inn on it. And we're like, hey, is this the right one? They're like, no, you should have gotten on the one that says Hawthorne. <sighs> so now we have to wait another like half an hour before this guy circles back around and picks us up for real this time. And the next morning, uh, when we're actually getting to fly home, which we finally did, uh, our flight was at 1045 LA time, landed at 6 p.m. here, mm-hmm. in, uh, here in Georgia. Um, and I had a middle seat. We all had middle seats. All four of us got middle seats. We had the last four spots on the plane. Uh, all middle seats. All in the back, in yeah. different rows, in middle seats. That's um, the worst. Yeah, it sucked. and uh, But it was at least a flight home. So, you know, whatever. We got home. But um, the we get on the shuttle in the morning uh, to go over there to LAX. And there are different, like, uh, drop-off points. Like, different terminals that you can go to for, like, United and for Delta yeah. and for whatever. And Delta has two. Um, so, they have Terminal 2 and Terminal 3. And our gate was at Terminal 3. But all of the baggage check-in, no matter what for delta is it two but he asked us he was like what terminal do you need to get dropped off at we were like oh we're at gate 37 they were like okay he was like okay yeah i'll take you to um i'll take you to terminal three that's where your terminal is we're like okay we get in there and they're like yeah no you have to go over to terminal two which is like a 10 minute walk you have to like go back outside bring your luggage like the whole deal yeah so then we have to walk back there and then go back to terminal three to go to our gate 
I was, and so I, I like when we walked out to go to Terminal Three or from Terminal Three to Two after he told us that. My dad was like, oh, man, more adventure. I was like, no, 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 no. This is no longer an adventure. I was like, every fucking person that works for that shuttle system is stupid. I was like, you drive here all day, every day, and you don't know what fucking terminal to go to for baggage? They're stupid. And my dad just started laughing, and I was like, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm grumpy. So it was an adventure. But we're home now. And we did, and it, and it doesn't tarnish like how good the trip was. It just means oh, that good. trying to get home was a nightmare. Yeah, no, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, but we survived it. You know, good. Yeah, so that was mine. You're about to go to Asheville. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, me and Sydney celebrate our four year anniversary tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I joke about hating her on this podcast, um, it's been the best four years of my life. So mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to celebrate that with her in a different city then we did like last year we went to hilton head and savannah for a three year savannah was a nightmare right uh no it was a beautiful day the only bad thing was it, i broke my phone in that's the downpour right. rain but even the rain wasn't like the worst thing okay. ever, because running around the rain with your fiance is always fun yeah but sure. um but that uh we did that for a three year this year we're going to Asheville. we heard so many good things never went so figured I'd check it out going to the biltmore mm-hmm. going to grandfather mountain Grandfather Mountain has a mile-high bridge that's, like, over a gap, Sick. which I'm terrified of heights, but I cannot wait to go. So, I actually don't know what Biltmore is. Like, I know it's an estate. It's I... the largest estate in the U.S. It's, like, oh. it's like a castle. Oh, like, okay. Here, I'll try to... My phone's on 3%, but I'll try to pull it up, like, while I'm talking. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about both the Biltmore. Like, anyone I've talked to, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to... Or I'm like, we're going to Asheville. Like, do the Biltmore. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I will. And they're like, well, it's fantastic. Like... Yeah, even my mom just asked you about it. Yeah, like, it's, like, the, like... Oh, hold on. Oh, that's fucking huge. Yeah, like, it's gigantic. It's the biggest estate okay. in the U.S. So people did used to live there, right? But yeah. they don't anymore? Not really sure how it works. Okay. But, um, yeah, we got tickets to go. Cool. Um, there's multiple tours. Like, we got... I got the uh, house and garden because it likes flowers. I was like, why not? But, um big library in it so she's pumped up for that the secret passageway right yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. a bookstore that i'm going to take her to is a bookstore slash bar like wine bar okay so that's gonna be cool um no i'm excited because it's not like we're doing anything extravagant but it's four days away from nice little getaway it's four days away from Georgia. Somewhere yes as well. um and then the monday i get back sunday monday uh i have jury duty on Monday? Yeah. Fuck. I got called again. again. No one no one else. I, I haven't even gotten called No before. one else I know has been called. I've been called twice. Um, Damn. But, but yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that more when actually I get back from the oh, trip. Oh, I can't wait to talk about jury duty and the trip. Yeah. No, I'm excited because now I'm prepared for jury duty. Like the first year I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. This year I'm bringing my laptop. I'm bringing my headphones. Like this year, no fucking joke. I'm going in. For sure. Um, I'm just going to tell them like I'm for the death penalty and they won't put me on a case. Yeah. Because like. Because then they'll be like, oh. Yeah. Because it'll be like, sir, it's a DUI. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, kill him. <laughs> put him Electric to Electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, what you need to do is like find find something really minuscule on twitter and be like electric chair fuck this guy yeah and then like show them that tweet and be like i can't yeah. you won't you don't want me here yeah. like, he hates french fries <laughs> electric if chair. he doesn't suffer <laughs> but no but uh we'll talk way more about my trip when i get back from yeah it. but I'm, I'm super excited for i'm excited it. for you and happy day early anniversary thank you thank you so much um but you know the fucking weirdest thing that happened to me the other day okay my mom gets a call yeah she, they go, hello, this is Gwinnett Tech uh, Campus Police. We are calling for Dante Messini. Uh, can you please 
have him give us a call. Like, they didn't call me. Campus police. For, for a school you didn't go to? For a school I've never attended. So my mom calls me. She goes, hey, I just got a really weird phone call. Uh, Gwinnett Tech Campus Police wants to call them. I was like, what the fuck? So I call them. And I was like, hey, um... I'm like, I'm Dante Messini. I just, my mom just got a phone call like a minute ago telling me to call you. Um, what's this about? They said, oh, hi, yes. Uh, we have your wallet. The wallet I lost in April in Dahlonega, Georgia. It was an hour away on a different campus of a what? school I've never gone to. And I go, um, what's in it? She goes, everything. She goes, your debit, your credit card, your school ID, your social security card, your license, everything. No fucking She goes, kidding. they didn't go through it. She goes, there's no cash. I was like, I didn't carry cash yeah. back then anyway. But she was like, yeah, we have your wallet. I go, four months later, uh, an hour away, I go, I go, ma'am. How? I go, ma'am, how do you have my wallet? And she goes, oh, you probably just dropped it on campus and someone found it. I go, no, ma'am. I'm like, you don't understand. I go to the University of North Georgia in Dahlonega. I go, I lost it in the food court in Dahlonega. She goes, what? And I go, in April, mid-April. And she was like, that's weird. I go, yeah. You that's were, fucking weird. I go, weird. we're on the same boat <laughs> she right She said, now. that's weird. I go, we're on the same boat, Christina. Thank you. Um, Did no, She didn't tell you like who turned it in or anything? No. She goes, we've had it for a couple weeks. And a couple weeks. She goes, she goes, but you know, there's a certain amount of time before we can go through it and like see if we can find numbers. So she goes, I ran your numbers, and the only number that popped up was, I guess, your mom's. I was like, this is the fucking. They didn't go through any of my shit. They didn't steal any of my shit. She goes, the wallet is in perfect condition. That's weird as fuck. That that's why I was like, we're in a simulation. I have more topics on that. Okay, but she was like. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, so I guess if you lost your social security card for... I, I, I keep saying four months. It's almost three. But yeah. It's whatever. Like, I mean, yeah. It's, it, it's we, been a while. It, it's weird either way. Um, and she goes, well, you might as well, like, you know, run your social security card on, like, make sure no one tried to mess with your stuff. I was like, well, ma'am, honestly, I was like, I check my credit score fairly regularly trying to make sure that it's either up or it's okay. Like, yeah. Especially after I lost my wallet, I go, honestly, if they were tampering with my stuff, they you raised my credit score eight points. So I was like... Mine just went up like 18 points yeah. last week. I'm in the 700s now. Yeah, I'm in a 750 right now. Yeah, nice. But um, no, I was like, yeah, they raised me eight points. So I go, they can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Keep but doing it. Whatever that, you're doing. That was the weirdest thing I ever That's had. weird as fuck. Because you remember when I lost my wallet. I don't even know where Gwinnett Tech is, to be honest with you. 10 minutes past Dad's house. Really? On what side? Like... Like, you go, instead of making right to Sugarloaf Mills, you make a left and you go down 10 minutes. Really? But when do we ever make a left on that road? Never. No, and, uh, like, uh, like to prove the point, like, I don't even know where that fucking campus is. And you technically lived at Dad's house. Like, that was, like, your second house. Yeah, well, and beyond that, like, I've just lived in Gwinnett County since I was five years old. Like... And I've never set foot on that campus. I, I go, I go, ma'am, I've never set foot on that campus. She goes, are, are you sure? I go... I go, it might seem crazy because you're holding my wallet, but I, <laughs> I'm like, I promise you. It's like that SpongeBob thing, like, so is this your wallet? No. It's got your fucking ID. Is, but... that, is this your ID? Yes. So this must be your wallet. Makes no. sense to me. So this is your wallet. No. But, yeah, so I was like, can I, I was like, well, I'm in, an hour away. I was like, can I, like, send someone else to pick it up? Like, my mom was, like, 15 minutes away. She goes, yeah. I was like, where do I go? I was like, and she was like. This is the address, building, room number. And my mom texted me like 20 minutes later. She goes, I got it. I go, that's so fucking weird. I I mean, like, 
I've known you since you were a senior in high school. Yeah. You have never gone to that campus. I've drove I've ever. driven past it maybe twice in my life and I lived at that house since I was a sophomore in high school. You have never ever gone Especially not on in the last campus. three months. No. Because even when you were like going to school in Gwinnett, when you were going to GGC, that is not Gwinnett Tech, and it is not even close no. to Gwinnett Tech. And my mom called. So my mom, no, so I called my dad. I was like, Dad, guess what the fuck happened? And I told him the story because you have to. Yeah. It's like the John Morgan story. Of Morgan Morgan. But um, he goes, well, maybe they you know saw your ID, and they were just going towards like the address on your ID. And then they like just, I guess like they just backtracked and like took it to the school. Maybe they thought... I was like, I was like, even if they did take it to school, my Nighthawks card from UNG is in there. Like, they know I go to school, like at UNG. And he was like, maybe they were just trying to find the address and they couldn't. Maybe I was like, the address on my wallet is Mom's in Sugar Hill. I was like, there's no reason it should have been in Lawrenceville. It doesn't add up at all. That's so. That was the weird. weirdest thing that ever happened to me. It's like whoever was running the simulation like picked it up and just like. Dropped yeah. it in your area, but like had the map zoomed out too far, so it fell like a little off target. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. No. You know, all right. So I brought up being life being a simulation. Yeah, yeah. You know when you play video games, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I play a lot of story mode video games. Sure. And or I guess I don't know. I'm trying. Like I know most of our viewers might not play video or listeners might not play video games. So imagine something where like. I'm going to talk in video game terms. Fuck, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. easiest way. Do so it. you're you're like on level one in a video game. Yeah, that's easy. And, and you go and you're like, you're fighting like the same bad guy over and over. Like the same up, type yeah. of bad guy. You know, it's like the guy with like no armor, no guns. It's just like your fist Just fighting. for you to like basically yeah. practice beating just, the shit out of people. Yeah. yeah. And you go and then eventually like somewhere in the level, it's like, oh, the, and it's like a new enemy. It's like there's tips on how to beat them, sure. you know? And then you start seeing that guy like way more. Yeah. Because, and then you eventually find a new enemy. Um, the room I live in right now is like is underground. It's the basement. But yes. I have no windows. Okay. So like there's not a bug problem, but like I get bugs but in there. But there are bugs. I get bugs in there's there. There's bugs it's in here. Not, yeah. So um, I lived there. It, I've been living there for about a month. Never really had a bug problem. Still don't. But... One day, Sydney looks down and she goes, can you kill that bug? And it's like a little caterpillar that looks like a worm. But it's, like, it's not a caterpillar. It's like something complete resembles one, but not one. And I go, I've never seen that before. Ever since that night, I've seen like 80 of them. I wonder if it's the same bug that's been crawling around here. Because like, it's like, I mean, it's a bug, so it's tiny. But it's like a little bit on the longer side. Like, it's not super mega tiny. It's like that big. Yeah, it's like that big and it's got like a bunch of legs. Yeah. Yeah. They've been crawling around here the last few yeah. days. But That's like, fucking crazy. But I've never seen... Like, Neither I went, have I. I, I don't went, know what like, it is. I went like three weeks without seeing it. And then I saw one. And now I see one like every day. And I'm like... And like in my head, I was like, did I level up or something? I'm like, why am I seeing them? And then I saw a new bug. I was like, I better fucking not. I better stop leveling up. I was like, I better... And then I saw... I, I've only seen two of that last bug. And I was like... That's crazy, because if it's the same bug that we're talking about right now, like, I've seen one every day in this basement since we've come home. Yeah. And I had never seen one no, before. but you see them all the time now. And so I don't know if, like, because, like, that's also, I mean, you can, like, program that to, like, anything in your life. You're like, oh, I've never met some guy named this. And now, like, all of a sudden, everyone has that name. Yeah, like, or, you, like, oh, I've never heard that song, and then that song never stops then, playing. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen a hundred times. Same, but, like, yeah. especially with, like, recently with the bugs. But, um... But what were my talking points? I just wanted to cover my trip, the simulation, my wallet was that's that's crazy. That's the weirdest that's, thing ever. That um 
I don't know if it's like prejudice, not prejudice, profiling to call him Arabic, but definitely Middle Eastern looking guy okay. and Dahlonega, okay. which was weird anyway, because Dahlonega Because Dahlonega is a super racist white town. Yeah, Dahlonega is yeah. mostly white, but um, not mostly. Dahlonega is all white, minus the few mixed college kids that we have in there. Right. But I walk into, I walk into the gas station that's... A minute from it's so cool to have a gas station a minute from the house. Yeah, I literally make a left out of the neighborhood. It's right there. Sick. It's the best. Yeah. So I make a left and I go into the gas station. First time ever, I'm ever in there, and I open the door, and this Middle Eastern guy greets me. I go, "You're the last person I thought I'd see in here." Yeah. Um. That's just yeah. yeah. Like uh, it was weird. I was like, "But there's it's a husband and wife. They run it." And I'm like, "You guys like work in the lot. Y'all are like, safe here." Yeah. Like I, I open the, they I was like, "You're the." Okay. Real talk, because white folks in Delonica, I can't imagine them not. Uh, they're not. They're not hateful. They're definitely more right, like Trump supporters and stuff like yeah. that. But Delonica is still the sweetest town of like. So no. they're like quietly conservative. Is that yeah. how it is? Yeah. Okay. It's like because I've never interacted with anybody yeah. from Delonica. Like I just go up and hang out yeah. with you guys up there. So no, I don't know anybody quiet, that's actually. They're from quiet there. conservative only because they only have white people. Like. Let's be real. No black people live in the mountains. Like no, like not Delonica. Like no races that we've seen so far. Like I mean, I've driven up and down the mountains. I've never seen like a town that wasn't predominantly white in the mountains. You know, that's true. So like, I guess like in their community, if they're like, oh, we're the only ones here right now. Like they're sort of conservative like that. But like they're like we've never had um, the the little KKK outburst that we had. Like my first semester (laughs) there. That was the like <laughs> the little KKK outburst that we had. Where they had like a banner on like yeah, one of the buildings. Yeah. That was that wasn't even the clan. That was just um, some lady who like owns like ninety eight percent of Delonica wanted to um wanted to like build a hotel and the and the city was like you can't build another hotel there. And she was like fine. And she like hung a banner down. And she was like she was uh, because they were like we want to preserve like the history of like Delonica. And she goes, well, the history of this building was a clan site. So they, she hung a clan banner oh, up top. Oh, wow. And so okay. they were like, all right, we'll take that shit down. It wasn't even actually the clan. Wow, that was like, okay. But even when it came up, everyone Delonica was like, that's fucking weird. Like, everyone was like, take that shit down. Yeah. Like, okay. So nobody was like, yeah. Okay. So, well, that's good. so which made me feel a lot better. Yeah. But, right. um, like, fuck. But anyway, this guy's in the, like, so the counter, I'm looking through the window, like, the counter window, I guess. Yeah. And this guy's like, 10 feet back, emptying a case of 24-pack Bud Light and sticking them onto six-pack rings. And he then he sells the six-pack rings for more... Ex- <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah, so the 24-pack yeah. say is like 12 bucks. Right, right, Which right. is not true. But, but say it's 12 for bucks. Reference. You get four six-packs six out of that and you sell them for three fifty a pop. Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, so he's like... He's, he's turning like, a fucking I saw that and he, like as soon as he saw me he like pushed it back and he walked out. I was like I fucking saw that. <laughs> I was like oh my gosh, I see that guy. I was like I see that guy. I was yeah. like I see you doing that. That's and, which is I mean dude, I don't give a fuck. I was like I was like make coin, like do your thing. I but, don't like, buy beer, so it's like, my problem. I was like does everybody do that? Yeah. This guy's emptying a 24 pack into 6 pack rings wow. and then selling them for so mathematically they sell more of what the 24 pack yeah. sells. That was crazy That's to me. That's fucking cool. I was like, whoa. Wow. It yeah. was even weirder that he was Middle Eastern just because... Because you're in Delonica, in Delonica and it's a but, white town. Yeah. That... I had a weird week. Between, yeah. Between leveling up, my wallet being found, and seeing a, a Middle Eastern dude play with six-packs. It was... It's been a week. Ooh. It's been a weird week. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
cool. Let's, I guess, wrap it up. But yeah, um, wrap it up. We're a little over an hour. Yeah. Um, that's a lot longer than I thought we'd go. No complaints though. Yeah, um, I, I guess the last thing that I want to talk about is um for the third week in a row the Callus Dowboys. Yes. Quick shout out to them. We'll make it like four minutes long. Yeah, or maybe twenty because <laughs> yeah. that's what we did on accident earlier. Um, Carson, Adam. Thank you. Holy shit. Thank y'all so much again for being here and for doing an interview with us. Um, I've already started getting messages from other like people like in other bands wanting to come the on. The record labels. The record label, uh, Dark Trail, shared yeah. the podcast episode to their Instagram story. I'm sure um, they're both super annoyed. Like... <laughs> just tired of seeing us like talk about this all the time. I, I'm sure they're just tired of like having us thank them like constantly. Yeah. But, like... They've reciprocated it. Like, they've thanked us a hundred times, too. So we we appreciate it. And I really can't thank them enough for just for being so kind to us and being willing to come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, again, I, like, I, I tweeted about it at one point before the episode came out. Like, when I originally messaged Carson asking if they would come on, um, we had done one episode. Like, it, yeah. I messaged Carson on, like, May 15th. And our first episode came out on May 11th. We had one episode um, so it's just super cool that, uh, Carson and Adam were willing to come on and like do the show with us. And I think that the episode went incredibly well and, um, you know, people have been listening to it and I think our plays are up like a pretty considerable amount from like the last couple of weeks, um, just because of like Dowboy hype. Um, and, uh, you know, their album came out and it is phenomenal. Album of the year. I, I, I told Carson that, and I'm not fucking kidding. I texted Carson, and I said, hey, uh, this album is a pure work of art. Um, It's so, like, it's it's heavy metal, it's rock, but it's so different. Like, the the spoken, I don't even know what math core is, so I couldn't, like, use it in the sentence. It's just weird time signatures. So, like, when you expect to be banging your head, you're not, because the time is, like, either slower or faster. Well, that spoken word and... Contra Crucifix yeah. is fucking slap. It's it's awesome. My favorite part of that though is the the end of it where it goes into the breakdown. The mm. when you jump in that lake of fire. Oh, it's so yeah. good. Oh no no no. But um, I love the like elevator music type thing that happens in um in flip flops like that the yeah that little part that they break up the mm-hmm. song within that. I think the whole album is so fucking good. I didn't cry to uh to addendum. Though it is very emotional, it it it's heavy. It was yeah, very no. heavy. I didn't cry, but I I think that if I were to listen to it today, I would probably cry. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it was very very good. Um, I think that aside from the singles, my favorite song off of it right now is "Dogfight in the Trenches." Mm-hmm. Um, just really good, really really good all around. The whole album is fucking incredible. Um, they started their tour last night. I don't know if you watched the video that they posted. Um. Or like, well, no, the uh, the venue posted it because they're they're like a like a music store. That's where yeah, they played in Murfreesboro yeah. last night. Uh, one song in, uh, Jackie broke one of his strings on his bass. Literally one song in. Um, yeah, so that was fucking oof. Yeah, and so they the the store ended up giving him like a bass to play. Uh, to like play the rest of the set with and then amber broke one of her violin strings and they didn't have a replacement because it's a violin yeah um and so she just had to play with a broken string for the rest of the night but they got through it and they still sounded good uh, um yeah they're uh, so chaotic that it doesn't even like they're matter with they really sound like they're bonkers like, the energy is fun um yeah and i'm so mad i couldn't go yeah it sucks just, just those, i watched some videos it looked good oh no i i was so mad because 
I found out they went on at 12, and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, I have a two and a half hour drive back to Dahlonega from Atlanta. I was like, this would have been rough. I was like, it's not. It wasn't like it wasn't worth it with the day I had to have on Sunday. Like waking up early, I was like, I can't function all three and a half hours of sleep anymore. I'm not twelve. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not like thirteen, fourteen anymore. Like I'm twenty two. I need my eight hours. Right. Well, I um, was more than uh, what's it called? More than understanding, and they got so many Atlanta shows coming up. Apparently, yeah, there are more to come. I was telling Carson, I was like, yeah, yeah I wish that I could be there, but I will be. On an airplane, and then I wasn't on an airplane anyway. I was still in LA, but they were like, "Yeah, don't worry, we have like other shows coming up in Atlanta." So I, they don't have any announced shows yet, but there is more to come, um, which is great to hear. Um, I'm going to see Maggie uh, open for Vista at Connect mm-hmm. Live in Ackworth um, on July sixth. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. So in like a week and a half. Uh, so shout out to Vista, shout out to Maggie. I'm excited to see y'all. I haven't seen Maggie play since that one show that we went to where she opened for that American Idol dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that so, was a, that that was was a, weird a while ago. Yeah, um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, but again, congratulations to the Dow Boys on a fantastic album, a fantastic, uh, yeah, a fantastic tour that they have going on right now. Don't forget to message them to uh, get you a picture of that park in Pittsburgh. Yes, in like uh, they will two be days, there right? in two days. Yeah, so don't forget. I, <laughs> I thought about that the other day. I was like, oh. Yeah, their Pittsburgh date's coming up. Yeah. I hope Dante, like, doesn't forget to, like... No. Um, yeah, so congratulations to all of the Dow boys. Thank you one more time, and I'll probably never stop talking about how grateful I am to Carson and Adam. Episode 22. Remember? Remember, like, four months ago? <laughs> wow! Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we love you both, and we love all of the Dow boys, and we hope that we can get all of you on here for an episode soon. And please tour safe. The road has never been kind to band members. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So just uh, make sure... Safe travels. Yeah, and please. By the time this episode comes out, the tour will already be like almost over. But be safe. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's all that I have to say. Um, right. It's been a weird day. Uh, I started out pretty good with doing training for this new job, and uh, and then it went entirely south. But at least like this has been fun. It always is. So yeah. that I mean, I'm I glad that it. we decided to to do it anyway. Thanks, mom. Yeah, shout out to my mom for encouraging us to not cancel doing this tonight. Um, yeah, because, I mean, it, it definitely... We I think were it close helped. to it. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't like, a, I don't want to do it. It was just... We, it just the we didn't situation. have the energy. To do yeah, it. but I think it was definitely needed. And, I, you know, it helps that we talked about it a little bit to have that kind of getting that out. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't start crying in the middle of it. I thought you were going to. I know, I thought so. so I was, like, sta- on standby, like, yeah, so... And we might have to click pause. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but, yeah, so that's, I guess, it for now. Um, be safe on your trip, please. Um, I will. Uh, three hours... I took my car to get an oil change, and... And didn't buy the synthetic oil. Well, that, and they said my car was in perfect condition, so Fuck I didn't yeah. get hit with a $1,500... Or $1, Bill, but uh, no, I will enjoy my trip. I'll send you pictures. I'll yeah. try to get you something from Asheville since Sweet. you got me something from Cali. Yeah, I broke our years-long rule and got you a present. Yeah, we don't buy presents. I couldn't time. resist. It was Harry Potter. Yeah, I, I had know. to. I'll buy you something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but um, yeah, Jojo listened to all of the episodes. He uh-huh. binge-watched them all in one day. Okay. And he goes, I think you should call your listeners jumpers. And I said, jumpers. Yes. Interesting. Like, yeah, 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 like cliff jumpers. And he was like, he was like, that's what I think, though. I was like, Jojo has given us an what i was like okay jojo thank you i actually like that um, all right jumpers so thanks jumpers <laughs> that's gonna be weird i'll yeah, like, gonna, we're gonna have to it's still like just our friends so they're gonna be like 
We're just your fucking friends. Just yeah. shut up, you we're, fucking weirdo. We're gonna like, see them in. Uh, we're gonna see them in like a concert. Like Dante, Jared, like, are you a jumper? Are you one of our jumpers? What's up, jumper? And they're gonna be like, well, not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> um, cool. Well, anyway, um, aside from actually calling you jumpers, which I guess we'll probably do, even though it's just just to have a thing. <laughs> it's right? gonna be weird. It'll but be yeah. weird. Um, you know, we just passed three hundred listens. Four hundred. Uh, well, four hundred, including YouTube and Spotify. Uh, 300, or YouTube, including YouTube and SoundCloud. 400 including uh, those. Everything else. 300 between like Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts and all that. Um, so thank you all so fucking much. Um, 300, I know by comparison to like how many people are in the world and stuff, mm-hmm. like is not a whole lot. But the fact that like, if you, you know, the fact that we have like 50 to 60 people listening to this every week is just insane to me. It's really cool. It's fun. It, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like we said, it doesn't matter if we get 10 people or 1000 people. It's just yeah, fun to do. Yeah. Gives and us an gives us an excuse to talk to one another. Yeah. Another, so. And uh you know, we I mean, we work on this shit like pretty much nonstop. Every day. Yeah, like yeah. we're when we're not texting each other about it, we're setting up like we're doing ideas research or, or we're thinking of ideas or we're doing like the teaser videos or we're trying to get interviews for the future. Like we're literally like, and we're texting about ideas and about things like this, like literally all day, every texting day. guests. Yeah. That we can come. Uh, Claude's Claudia wanted to know if we can make her a guest over the phone. So we will have to we'll run, work on it. We'll yeah. have to run a test run through our phones and mm-hmm. see if uh, it can work. I have no problem having Anybody, Anybody on? on uh, yeah. I have, we, Taylor from England mm-hmm. wants to come on, so we have. I'm talking to some of the boys. I don't want to say anything about it. Yeah, yet, so, so we got we got things lined up. We got things lined up. Um, but yeah, so whether you are listening to this for the first time or you've listened to all eight episodes, um, regardless of if they're 40 minutes or an hour and a half, um, thank you, and we appreciate you. Whether again, whether this is your first time listening or your eighth time listening, whether you listen to all 45 minutes or all hour and a half or somewhere in between. It just means the world that you give a shit about something that we have to say. Um, so thank you. And we will be back. Um, you know where to find us because you already did. So um, follow us on our shit and uh, support us if you have money, which you probably don't because we don't. But if you do, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Um, but that's all for this week. Uh, thank you so much for jumping off the cliff with us. And we will see you next week. Take care of yourselves. <laughs>